Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Bobcast with you. As always, it's Bob, live in the natural lounge, staring at the natural Ouija board. I decided impromptu to come out here again today. It's the week of the Phillies World Series. This episode will air maybe after the World Series has ended. So it'll be interesting to listen back to, you know, how I feel right now. You know, uh, I went to see the arcade fire the other night. And Camden hadn't been there in a while. Went to the, I don't even know what it's called, man. You know, I call it the Tweeter Center. I'm sure you guys call it the Tweeter Center too, like me. But um, my brother was in town. And it was great to see him. He came and trick-or-treated with his nephew for Halloween. And then, dude, he, he bought um, uh, my friend Katie and myself, like, premium tickets to the Arcade Fire. Like, I've never, I've been in the pit before. But not that close, like literally that close, right? So, first off, I haven't I hadn't gone to a concert like on a Tuesday in a long time, man. And I think I got like a like an itch, like a, or like a like a, something happened where like I want to do it again. So I'm gonna go see this band called Manskin or Mainskin. I don't know how to say it. I don't even know anything about them except one song I like. But I'm going to go, and I'm going to go by myself, and I'm going to start enjoying music again. Because you know what happens when you go to, like, a concert? You don't buy expensive shit. You're actually engaged in, like, the oldest form of community. Like, before televisions, before radios, before anything that was even considered modern entertainment, we got together and we sang songs. Maybe not everybody could sing, but they sang, you know? In fact, some of these temples, like, uh, when I went to South America... I was reading something about the Azteca and like how they would get together and the chanting would raise the vibration within the person. Like you could actually like produce um, serotonin and dopamine and these like type of chemicals inside your body just from being in group chant or in community, right? Like when you're with a bunch of people and everyone's enjoying it, you know, like maybe when I was younger, I used to think that I needed to be like blitz to get in, which was the classic mistake of being you know, part of the youth is that you got to drink 20 beers before you get in there. And then you're risking like, you know, throwing up on everybody, falling down, fell down once at Beck with uh, my friend TJ. He picked me up off the ground. (laughs) Dude, I blacked out completely. I also blacked out at Incubus and TJ pulled me out of the pit. So T, I love you. Thank you very much for all the times you saved me. I think that that time for Incubus too, we drank harp beer in the summer and it was like 98 degrees. Bad idea. But the concert was wonderful. It was great to see my brother. It was great to to, um, to see this band, um, which which was interesting because I've I've seen them now three times total. But like uh, a couple months ago, an article came out on this website called Pitchfork, which um, detailed um, three three or four different stories about the lead singer of the band having. Um, inappropriate relations I, I don't even know like you know inappropriate relationships with fans outside of his marriage um never rape or anything like that I mean not to say it like you know what I'm saying but like first off it's just weird right when you read this shit about people that you look up to it happened a couple a long time ago it happened with Chris D'Elia and uh, I was obsessed with this dude's podcast I loved it I started talking like him there's even podcasts where I'm like mimicking his voice and um yeah, I, he, he got in trouble. He had a bunch of shit happen to him. And then he just like dropped off YouTube, dropped off 
you know, Instagram, social media, and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, one day he comes back and he has like an apology video. And, you know, this is like something that's happening now with culture is the cancel culture. And like people are now, you know, trying to be removed from the spotlight. Some people can, you know, Kanye right now, excuse me, Yee. Uh, we all know what's going on with him. And, uh, you know, countless other Joe Rogan as well during like uh, the aftermath of the pandemic, they try to cancel him. And it's interesting because it's like the whole core of like spirituality and most places we talk a little bit about forgiveness you know and it's just like odd to think that you could go your whole life without fucking up once you know and like i had i read the article in pitchfork i had read the descriptions of things that happened between the lead singer win and these women you know it, it made me not happy to be honest with you if it was true and you never know if it's true you never know like I mean, like, there's, like, cases of, like, the one girl feeling like she says she's violated, but yet she still goes back for more or whatever, you know? And, like, I I understand that type scenario in a way. You're under mental duress. You don't know what you're doing, you know? Is it red? Is it green? I don't know. But regardless, like, um, you know, I read the article, but, you know, the band's not just him. The band consists of... Well, he did have a brother in the band. The brother left. His wife is in it. Regine. Regine. Excuse me. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. And uh, countless other members um, that really defined the band's music. And you know what? Every time I saw them, they made me feel a certain way when I was watching them. It, it's not like I'm watching a band. It's like I'm like in some sort of spiritual environment. You know, like it's like a church or something like that. They have this album, The Neon Bible, which was amazing. That was the first time I saw them on tour. And then the second time was, um, it was amazing. It was at the first Union Center, but they had a stage that was decorated like a boxing ring. And they came out like prize fighters being announced by, you know, a dude in the middle of the ring. So the concert, dude, we're like, I'm literally like five, ten feet from the stage. And I could see everything. I could see what chords they were playing. I could see, like, changes, like, between, like, their instrumentation. And I love that stuff so much, man. I know other fans, you know, like, they go for the music. But for me, I like to see how they work, how they click, what time they take the stage. Is it going to be 9? Is it 9.08? Is it 9.10? Because all these things are calculated. How many times does the sound guy mess up? Does he not mess up? This, that, and whatever, right? But when he's, like, 6'4", 240 maybe like he's big dude man and um <laughs> i don't know how to, i don't know how else to say so, so like you know the concert begins and i notice he's making eye contact with me right so i make eye contact with him last week's episode was called eye contact you know i'm good at it and i don't buckle under pressure he's the same age as me i feel sorry for the guy because he comes out to, he, when the, the, the music starts you know, the band enters the stage, he comes out, and he's, he's uh, tapping his heart to show the appreciation because, you know, the place is sold out, and it has to... I can't imagine how it feels like having something, like, really, you know, shitty about yourself come out where you're seeking help, you know, through uh, therapy and, like, AA. And then, like, you, you walk into a room, and there's, like, you know, a couple thousand people who are dying to show you adoration. I almost tripped. But regardless. So we make eye contact, man. And he's killing it. The band's killing it. His wife's killing it. The drummer's killing it. Bass player's just looking like he's having a great time. 
they got a couple new uh, players in the band because some people um, they didn't quit. They like kind of like you know resigned from the band to do their own thing. And uh, it's got to be like the third or fourth song, man. And he jumps into the pit. He jumps off the stage, gets into the middle of the pit. And uh, you know the crowd. The crowd's an older crowd too. Like they weren't like super rowdy. I would say like you know, hey, how are you? It was. Um, you know, it wasn't like a crazy mosh pit. Let's just put it that way. You know what I mean? I didn't feel like I was going to have a surge or anything like that. All the terrible things that have happened uh, recently at, you know, festivals and stuff. So, dude, he jumps into the stage and he comes right at me. Right at me, dude, with the microphone, the sweaty hair. And it's all familiar to me because, you know, I was in a band and I understand what he's trying to do. He's working the crowd, dude. He's working us up. And uh, I had my hand... Um, you know, hands down, and my hand starts to go for the iPhone because I'm thinking I gotta get this on tape, right? And then I just focused on the moment, dude. And uh, he came by, and I I gave him a pat on the back, and like I guess like in a way it was like um, telepathically my tap was uh, saying it's gonna be all right, dude. You know, because I forgive you, like, and I'm sure. We all can learn to forgive each other for shit that's like, I mean, some shit, yeah. <laughs> There's some stuff you can't forgive, all right? But like, we don't know like what the truth is. And to be quite honest, I don't even care. I just care about the way the music makes me feel. And like, you know, like an actor or somebody who's done some shit that's bad too. It, I, I don't know if it's the same. I don't know if it's the same because it's like they're... <sighs> I don't know. It's like something about music. Like I've mentioned this before, but music is like more. It's something more than the rest of the entertainment bundle. It's something that makes you feel connected to the earth, to the land, to the ocean, to whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? But like, it was a great concert. Uh, and then I said goodbye to my brother. He went back to his uh, lovely state of Louisiana. And... Uh, you know, I, I didn't get much sleep. I didn't get to bed, like, you know, till late. And I woke up regular time, 5.30. And, dude, let's talk about sleep deprivation. What the... Okay, maybe if you're not creative or if you're, like, somebody who's, like, good at math and stuff like that where your brain's like, da, 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 da. it runs from A to B. Maybe it's not great for you. But for somebody who's creative or crazy-ass artist, dude, I had so many ideas the, the day after the concert like I was so inspired by the music I was inspired by the people chanting for the Phillies because the Phillies game that was really good the one where you know Bryce did his thing and uh, scored a double I think it was the, the first home game of the week or whatever after the rain delay but I was in the pit watching that with a bunch of people and every time the Phillies would score people would cheer when was like if Arcade Fire was cheering as well and on the drive home on 76 West, you know, it, I was with a bunch of people who were coming from the game, maybe the concert, I don't know. But everybody was so chill that night driving home. Usually in 76, it's like fucking Mad Max after midnight, you know? But like uh, this evening, everybody was coasting, man, and it was good. It was a good feeling. Then the Phillies got clobbered. So there's a game tonight. I'm recording this on Thursday, whatever it is, you know? And um, yeah, dude, I hope they win, but also the birds are on tonight. And also, too, there's so much podcast that I got to catch up on. There's Sober October. I'm listening to Duncan Trussell. And, like, I, I, I miss podcasting with people. It's just so hard, dude. Like, it's just my schedule's so tight now. And I know people have been asking. But I hope that, like, when I'm chatting here by myself, 
with y'all. It keeps you company, maybe at work or in the car or wherever. I know TJ, you might be on the shitter, but that's okay. So, uh, you know, the feeling of like uh, when your home team's in a, in a championship type series or match or whatever, like people are generally trying to be nice to, towards each other. And dude, I wish that it lasted all the time. I wish that the Phillies were in the World Series every day of our lives. I wish that you could strike up a conversation with anybody because y'all knew that there was something good happening, you know? And I think that, you know, as diverse as we claim to be in 2022, I think we could do more, you know? I think we could do more. I think we could, you know, encourage people to understand, like, where other people are coming from, their culture, their music, right? Like, music is a great alternative for that, right? Playing beats, rhymes, or whatever from different parts of the world. I remember when I was in Jamaica, I was in love with the television station called RE. It was just R-E, like a rewind, but just the RE. And dude, I loved it, right? I also got in briefly towards like, I remember like when I was working at oldies.com, I was listening to like this German chamber music, which was like kind of gothic. Dude, it ripped. And then I started studying, like, you know, about, like, the geographical location. This is the old school way. I guess maybe the, the kids don't do that no more. But, like, geography? I asked the kid the other day. I was like, yo, do you know where Alaska is? They did not. And, like, that's in, embedded in my mind to the point where, like, I can't even, like, I could draw, like, the, the, the country and all of its states without even, like, like looking at the paper. What's up, man? How you doing? So I just said a little to a dude and like he gave me kind of like a half high. You ever get like a half high or do you ever let somebody go in traffic and then like, you know, they don't look at you or whatever? He also had his hair down while he was running. I, I got a comment on it. I can't do that shit. I know it looks cool or whatever, but that's in the movies, okay? Like when you're running and getting exercise with long hair, it sucks. Nobody likes that. <sighs> we're, we're at the cross point right now. It's either I'm going to keep podcasting with y'all. Or I'm going to cut it short. I can't tell what y'all like. Do you like the long episodes? Do you like the short episodes? Or do you just like me? Because if that's the case too, I like you. We also don't tell each other that enough. right? Remember like in school when you were a kid, you are like, I don't love you. I like you. I'll never forget the first time a girl told me she liked me. Her name was Jen Crispin. Sadly, she passed away. I think during the like after the pandemic and you know she was a very sweet girl um she liked music too as well she wore lots of uh band t-shirts and she was also my first kiss which uh, took place at cedar grove park i was nervous and i think i got her hair in my mouth yeah she was cool i felt really bad after she passed away that she was like uh like uh, messaging me on like Facebook and for some for some odd reason I didn't respond back and those things suck those re- those little like um, tiny regret moments but you know I do believe that she could perhaps hear me I'm in my favorite spot to be you know Valley Green where I feel most connected so Jen thank you you were awesome so right now I'm at. Uh, the part where it gets busy everyone's it's like oh it's pretty much like rush hour right now and I'm at the Bells Mills and Forbidden Drive part where people yield you know what I mean and uh, you know it's either like they're going to yield or they're not going to yield but they get like real angry 
everybody's pissed off. You know? And they call it rush hour because everyone's trying to rush. I just lately have been just avoiding that type of stuff. Especially, like, I used to, like, think that I needed to leave concerts early so I could beat the traffic. I recently cut all that stuff out during my uh, mental health re- recovery rebounds of the century. I learned that, you know what? Being in a rush is a joke. You know, or like, like if you're in a rush for legit something that's important, like a wedding, obviously, yeah. But like, rushing so you don't have, rushing to avoid stress is a weird type thing, right? And like, uh, during like my therapy, I realized that like, that's like a big, big deal about, um, like PTSD, like you're managing, you're managing your moments so that way you can avoid stress or anxiety. And uh, I would do this silently all the time. Dude, I'm walking up a hill. And um, last night I had some Reese's Pieces. So, you know, if I start to... You know why. But, um, yeah, like in general, I do believe that, you know, like... What was it just saying? It was a good one, too. Oh, let's think. Oh, yeah. So, like, having anxiety about doing things days before they happen... What? Like, especially if it's something you look forward to. Like, you're going on vacation, but you're dreading getting on the plane. And you're thinking of all the things you need to bring with you to make this plane ride successful. Successful in being, it's stress-free. Uh, I was such a victim of this. And I don't know if it's because I take Lexapro now, which balances me out. But I feel chill for the first time ever. In 42 years. I was chill. I was chill in the traffic on the way to Arcade Fire because the World Series was going down at 8 too. It felt good. And managing emotions like that, managing your time, they say, whatever. How about managing your emotions? Managing yourself. Do you feel okay? Are you all right? Check in with yourself, they say. (laughs) I love that. Checking in and unpacking. These mental health terms are all based on hotels. I don't even know if that was funny, but maybe it was. So walking up hills at age 42. It's a good thing to get your heart popping. It's crazy because when I first started exercising, I remember I used to have to take a break on this hill. The one that's right over Forbidden Drive to the right. And during the pandemic, they removed some rocks on the trail that this uh, eventually dips into. And it's quite lovely. I would have liked to have been a part of that, but I don't know why I did. You know, I would like to find out more about it, but it's like, even like thinking, okay, so like the idea of coming here with a group of people, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing for me. It's not the same thing inside me, outside of me, all of me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, do you ever think about that stuff? Do you ever think to yourself, like, am I okay? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I know we talk about it, whatever, like, but like really, really spending time helping yourself. So like, I have spent 
I've been in therapy pretty, pretty steady weekly since 2020, the tail end of it. The pandemic told me I got some serious shit. It's affecting my marriage, you know, and like being a dad, just being a human, being a musician, being an artist, all these emotions that I never, ever addressed. I didn't address them because I didn't know proper coping skills, so I would avoid them. Very much like I would avoid, you know, an unwanted scenario, if you will. Flying like, you know, three connecting flights, if you will. Nobody wants to do that. And like, once I start working on myself, I notice, (laughs) dude, it doesn't... It doesn't happen overnight, and I'm a far way off from being like 100%. But, you know, my therapist, my first therapist said, I have two, had two. And um, first one said, you know, therapy is a lot like, you feel like you're progressing 10 steps forward, and then something happens 12 steps back, 11 steps, you know what I mean? There's always an obstacle. But you're, you're working on it. And when you work on it, it's work that you're enjoying. You may not know it, that you're enjoying it, but eventually you get to the point where you realize you've done some, some excellent things to improve your overall outlook on life. And, you know, this shit's for free, dude. I'm no... I'm not trying to tell you what to do. And I'm not telling anybody ever in real life how to do anything because you know what some people seek that advice but the only thing you know is what is within you know so if you have feelings within that don't necessarily jibe with the way that you really want to live your life pay attention to them try to work through them and try therapy for god's sake i met meet so many people I'm very open and I'll tell people right off the bat, not, well, actually when therapy first started working and I think that's just one of my drawbacks is I would tell everybody I'm in therapy, you know, and like, I don't know, I, I'm still processing all that, but like, it's, it's just wild because it's like, you know, we, you know, give oil changes to our cars and we change tires and stuff like that, but we really never pay attention to the vehicle that's most important and that's your mind, body, and soul, you know? I think it's important. Hey, how you doing? How are you? Hi. I think it's important to take care of these things so that way you start taking care of everything else around you in an excellent fashion, you know? There's something to be said about that is when you... I was recently... Somebody said to me, like, when... like. When you go to work, are you doing stuff that could be considered noble? When you go to work, do you do stuff that your creator or whatever you want to call it would be proud of? I think so. I don't want to go into details and talk about myself in that nature because nobody wants to hear that shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? Nobody wants to hear your accolades. They want to hear all the things that are wrong with you. We'd never talk about the things that hurt our feelings. We only talk about the things that make us feel great. We only talk about the things that are expensive, you know, and 
talk about TV, but we don't talk about ourselves. And that's my goal overall is I would love for you to not, you don't have to go start therapy, okay? I'm not telling you to do that. But the things that bother you, take a walk, think about them. Start your own podcast. Everything would be good. Thank you very much. You're welcome. I almost got hit by a bicycle, but you know everything's good, you know? I was about to do the tail end of the show, and my life flashed before my eyes because this dude was on one of the big bikes. But wherever my last thought was, stick with that, okay? I love you. Have a great night. My name's Bob, and this has been another episode of The Bombcast. Myself. I never felt this good, nobody else could ever make me feel incredible And if the time fly by, I escape it all To my own world, population, just my own world Safety first, no kind of danger All alone, where there ain't no strangers No work or play, complaining, no way Let me live, let me be, so good I can't believe yeah, you know what you want It's better than anybody else And if it sounds unacceptable Then question yourself Hold the phone, hang it up
doors They fight and bite and that's not right There's too much messing around with our shores Farmland, bushland, all the same Dig it up for a short term game You give me reason, say I don't understand isn't it treason to sell out this land? Come on now, see we wanna be. Come on now, say what do we really want? Come on now, be. Those men, they don't represent me. They got too much love for power and their GDP. But they're only people just like me And you, now it's up to us What we gonna do? Slow down, slow down Give it up for the white and the brown Slow down, slow down We can never go back But we can turn this around
Yeah, yeah 